My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 19th of January. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. The UK government has announced it'll block a Scottish law designed to make it easier for people to legally change their gender. The move has angered transgender rights activists. They're lying when they say it's about anything other than transphobia. But also some in the Scottish Parliament, with First Minister Nicola Sturgeon calling it a full frontal attack. If the UK government is able to normalise action to block legislation democratically passed by the Scottish Parliament, we will be on a very, very slippery slope. So what does this all mean and what will happen next in the UK? We're going to let you know in the deep dive, but first, the headlines. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has issued a fresh challenge to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese to release further details on a proposed voice to Parliament. This all came after Albanese told the ABC that the details of the voice would be the subject of legislation and could be changed over time. The Bureau of Meteorology, BOM, has forecast Australia's La Nina weather event will end by February. The bomb said that La Nina had weakened from its peak in the spring of 2022 and now expects that ocean temperatures will enter neutral levels by next month. New South Wales Health has issued a public health alert amid rising cases of gastro throughout the state. The latest health data found that rotavirus, a common cause of gastro, is at some of its highest levels in 10 years. Recent hospitalisations from gastro symptoms are particularly high in children. And the good news, Pfizer will offer its full portfolio of medicines and vaccines on a not-for-profit basis to over a billion people living in 45 lower-income countries. It's a scale-up of an initiative that was launched in May last year to address global health inequities. On the 23rd of December, Sam, one of the last pieces you and I were looking at before we went to the Christmas break was this news from Scotland. And it was that the Scottish Parliament had passed some landmark legislation, the Gender Recognition Reform Bill. The Gender Recognition Reform Scotland Bill is passed. Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, and when I refer to a First Minister, just think of it like a Prime Minister... She called it an historic day for equality and said that the legislation was aiming to make it easier for transgender people to legally change their gender. Thank you. Thank you all. We will continue with business. Thank you. The next... We will suspend business. But as it turns out, the hecklers yelling in Parliament that day were just the beginning of conflict over this legislation. The UK government has since come out and said it will block the law, and that's because it believes that this law conflicts with existing UK equality laws. Before we go any further discussing this legislation, can you just run me through why the UK has a kind of say in Scottish laws in the first place? 
Yeah, fair to say I was a bit rusty on my UK politics understanding. So here's a crash course if you're like me. The UK is made up of four nations, England, Wales, Northern Ireland and Scotland. The UK government governs all four of those nations and that is led by Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and operates out of the Palace of Westminster in London. Then Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland also have their own parliaments alongside that. Those parliaments have limited powers given to them by the UK government. It's not often that the UK government interferes with decisions by those parliaments and notably this is actually the first time that the UK government has ever blocked a Scottish law for the reason that they gave, which was that it was conflicting with existing UK laws. So that really goes to how significant this decision was. What was it about this particular law that prompted that? Okay, to understand that, I think we need to just start with what this legislation was actually doing. So what it boils down to was that this piece of legislation was trying to make it easier for people to legally change their gender and to remove some of the barriers that transgender people would face in doing so in Scotland. In order to change your legal gender in Scotland up until now, so before this legislation passed, you needed to have a medical diagnosis of what's called gender dysphoria. What this law did was remove that requirement and alongside that, it also changed the period of time that you needed to have lived as that gender from two years down to three months. So a fairly big difference there. The legislation also lowered the minimum age of application to change your gender from 18 down to 16. But it's important to note that anyone under 18 must have lived as their acquired gender for six months rather than that three months for everyone else. Right. And what was the reason the UK government gave for blocking that law? So it was actually the UK government's Scottish secretary, his name is Alistair Jack, who announced the decision on behalf of the UK government. And fair to say it was monumental. He said he was concerned that Scotland's law would have an adverse impact on UK-wide equality laws, so laws that apply to all four of the nations, not just Scotland. He said that he'd written a letter to the Scottish First Minister to tell her about the decision, and we've now seen a full policy statement from the UK government explaining their decision and their position. So essentially what it boils down to is that the UK government is concerned about a citizen of the UK having a different gender, of course, in the eyes of the law, in different nations within the UK. The UK government says that this will result in a lack of clarity about someone's gender status in contexts like single-sex clubs, single-sex schools, or even in the context of equal pay claims. Earlier in the week, Alistair Jack spoke to the BBC and said that the law was also being blocked to protect women. It's protecting and safeguarding safe spaces for women and children. But uh, the legal advice we have has said that we need to uh, stop the legislation, go back and talk to the Scottish Government about how that the legislation can be amended. If That will be difficult for them, I understand, but be amended to fall into line with legislation across the United Kingdom that protects, as I say, safe spaces for women and children. This really is a complicated issue and I think it takes on a whole new layer when you think about the real implications it has on people's lives as well as those political implications we're talking about. Exactly. There is a very human element to this all and there's been an outcry from trans communities in the UK. These were some of the voices that we heard at a protest in London. They're lying when they say it's about anything other than transphobia. You don't show your birth certificate to go into a toilet. You don't show your birth certificate to go into a changing room. Life works on self-ID. It has done. 
forever. Yet this government want to suddenly go, oh, actually, let's let's create, uh, you know, a panic. The UK government is so committed to uh, not letting trans rights improve within the UK that they are willing to damage their reputation and their relationship with Scotland to do it. If we then turn to look at this on a political level, it's also really significant. The Scottish First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, tweeted, and I quote, This is a full frontal attack on our democratically elected Scottish Parliament and its ability to make its own decisions on devolved matters. At a press conference earlier this week, she called the move political. Uh, Using trans people, already one of the most vulnerable, stigmatised groups in our society, as a political weapon, and I think that will be unconscionable um, and indefensible and really uh, quite disgraceful. She also said that the issue goes to the heart of Scotland's democracy. If the UK government is able to normalise action to block legislation democratically passed by the Scottish Parliament within our areas of competence on this issue, then that will embolden them to look to do it on other issues and we will be on a very, very slippery slope. So it's clear there's really two major tracks to look at here. One is the context of trans rights, but it sounds like it's also raising some serious questions about Scotland's ability to pass its own laws. Yeah, it is. And so I think it's interesting to look at this decision and what it will mean in the context of the growing push for Scottish independence. So if you're not familiar with this, there was a referendum for Scottish independence in 2014, but that failed. First Minister Sturgeon has since been pushing for a fresh vote, arguing that the UK government doesn't command the support of the people in Scotland. One of the arguments that she and other advocates for independence have made is that Scottish people strongly supported staying in the EU. And of course, we know that's not what happened when Brexit occurred and that she claims that this happened against Scotland voters' wishes. But there has been a new obstacle put in the path to independence. In November of last year, the UK Supreme Court ruled that Scotland, if they wanted to hold a referendum on independence, needed the consent of the UK Parliament. It's likely that this latest decision out of the UK, the one to block Scottish legislation for the first time, will really embolden those advocates and their efforts to push for independence. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I want to round out this conversation by coming back to that gender bill. What is likely to happen from here? Well, the Scottish government plans to launch a legal challenge to the decision and First Minister Sturgeon has said they'll do so to defend British democracy. This challenge is likely to focus on whether there are actually reasonable grounds for the UK to have vetoed this bill under what's called Section 35 and that's the thing that they're using to justify this decision. And that means assessing the justification that was made by Scottish Secretary Alistair Jack that the Gender Recognition Bill, this Scottish bill, would impact the operation of the Equalities Act in the UK. That legal bid hasn't been launched yet, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here and how it plays out on a broader political scale. We'll definitely keep an eye on both the gender bill but also that move towards Scottish independence, two issues that I think we'll see again in the news cycle for the rest of the year. Thanks for joining us today on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe in whatever app you're in so there's a TDA episode waiting for you when you wake up in the morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.